As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Research Strategist. Today, I am joined by the amazing Dr. Karen Hills Pruden, when we are just going to jump right into it. So, Karen, thank you so much for taking time to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm Dr. Karen Hills Pruden. I'm also known as the career elevation expert. I specifically work with female middle managers seeking senior leadership positions, and I work with entrepreneurs, and I work with them on leading people, uh, leading change using analytics and technology. Awesome, awesome. And you are also an author. So can you tell us a little bit about your books? Uh yeah, I'm a 13-time author, 11-time Amazon number one bestseller. My most recent publication was Sister Leaders. It's basically a book about women who collaborate with other women. Most of my books um, where I'm the visionary or the publisher have a lot to do with women who overcome and the success stories that result from them pushing through for their financial goals or for their life goals or for their career goals. And so I have a couple of other books, Complicated Alliances. It talks about um, women in the military as well as spouses of military and how displacement um, and relocation has impacted their career. I have another book that's an Amazon number one bestseller called Undeterred. And it talks about women who um, went around obstacles to get a seat at the table. And so as a publisher and as a visionary, I like to tell the success story of women um, you know, who just keep pushing through, just keep getting back up and pivoting and finding a way to reach their goals. So that's a great uh, segue into my first official question. As the new year is around the corner and people are preparing, you know, to make resolutions, see their plans, their goals and things, you know, like that. What advice would you give to our listeners and our viewers to ensure that they keep going past the first several weeks of the year? <laughs> Absolutely. So I used to be one of those people that made New Year's resolutions. I don't anymore. Um, my advice would be that if you want to um, change your behavior or pivot any type of action, that make sure that it's something that you really are ready to do. A lot of times we don't do an assessment to determine we have this goal, but we don't determine whether or not we're really ready to do it. For instance, I have a problem with I love sweets. You know, actually, I love eating, but I really love eating sweets. Um, and so I have probably gained and lost the same 20 pounds for like the last 20 years. Um, and so I do what I do know about myself is that I am not so much as an emotional eater, but because I spend a lot of time on the road, I am a mindless eater, mm. you know. And so if I'm not doing something with my hands, um, if I'm not, got, don't have my mind um, occupied with maybe reading a book or listen to music, that I will mindlessly eat. 
And so I don't keep anything on me anymore to, to, to eat. I don't buy that stuff. I don't keep it in my car. I don't keep it in my purse. Um, and so in terms of New Year goals, just make sure that you are ready for the goals that you have. And I guess that has to do with an introspective assessment of how bad do you really want to accomplish that goal during the new year. Great. So in regards to knowing, are you really prepared for that goal? Or is it something that you truly want to achieve? What advice would you give? What are some tips to ensure, like for someone who might be listening and they're like, well, I really want to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then they move on to the next goal. How, you know, how does someone really do, does the work to find out if it's something that they truly want? Well, part of the work is educating yourself, you know, finding out what the requirements are, you know, finding out what your pain points are, you know, what are your, what are your barriers that has caused you in the past? Because if you're someone like me who tried to attempt a goal before, you know, then what sidetracked you in the past and go ahead and make, um, remove that barrier or put things in place that prevent that barrier from stopping you from being success, successful at that time. So I think educating yourself about what it is that you say that you want to do, you know, and then talking to someone who's overcome that, you know, or get an accountability partner. I believe in, you know, I am a sister's keeper. And so I believe in holding one another accountable. I have someone that, you know, she's a couple of states away, but we walk together um, online and, you know, she'll text me and say, hey, where are you? And <laughs> I'm probably laying in bed while she's <laughs> You know, but, you know, so put some things in place so that you can be successful and educate yourself about what is required for you to be successful and then address any barriers that may come up in a proactive way. Now, you mentioned getting an accountability partner. Um, can you talk a little bit about the difference between an accountability partner, a mentor, a coach? Is there a difference? Well, absolutely. I think accountability partner is someone who... Um, helps keep you on track with the goals that you say that you're interested in. And so their, their goal is not so much as to um, push you towards whatever goal it is you say you want to achieve, but to remind you that this is something that you said that you wanted and to be a partner in terms of helping you get there. Uh, a mentor and a coach, they are two different things. A coach is someone who helps you talk through what it is that you say you want to accomplish. Um, and then they also help you devise a plan to work towards whatever that is. Me being um, into career and into um, career elevation, I believe, you know, you just don't let that happen to you by happenstance. So you need experience. You need education, experience, and talking to one another, maybe partner with someone who's already in the role. You need to have a network sometimes so that you can hear about jobs before they're posted. Um, and so in terms of a, a mentor, a mentor is someone who can speak to you who, who are at a higher level, but they can speak to you about what it is that you say you want and tell you what the requirements are for what it is that you say you want. And sometimes they can serve as an ambassador about speaking um, speaking your name in those rooms that you have not entered in yet. Yeah. That's some great advice there. So we know that, you know, you mentioned earlier in regards to being an elevation, a career elevation coach. So you have a very strong human resources background as such as myself. So in regards to someone who may be ready to shift and find a new job, you know, do a career change in the new year. What are, what are some tips and advice that you would give to that individual? 
finding a new job, or making a career change in a new year. So those are two separate things. So finding the new job could be the same industry, but for a different employer, mm -hmm. you know, making a career change is different because you're moving into a different industry. And so I'll take number one first. So, you know, finding a new job. So if you're seeking a new job, hopefully it's a job that allows you um, career elevation that takes you to the next next prong in your professional, um, your professional walk. Um, with the new, I will tell you to do your research on your new employer, you know, make sure, you know, that not only does it have the title, but make sure that the company has a reputation and the culture, um, the culture mix that you're looking for, that you can sustain yourself within that, that organization. Cause the worst thing you want to do is to go and find a new job with a new employer and find out that the culture is a mismatch and then you're not there very long. So do your research research the company, research um, pertinent individuals who are within that department that you're interested in interviewing for or applying for. And so I would say do your research. If you're looking to pivot and change industries, then hopefully it's compatible industries to what you're already doing. Um, and so you have those transferable skills that you'd be able to use in this new industry. But again, find out what the requirements are for whatever position it is that you're going to pivot. I used to run about 300 tax offices, and that's how I made my pivot into HR because I was an operations manager who oversaw IT, payroll, and HR. And then when the company sold, I took one lane of that and created a career. And I've been in HR for 27 years. And so you need to find out what the requirements are, do your research. And when I say research, it's not just Google research as well. You want to talk to people who work within the organization. Talk to people who no longer work in the organization as well because some of the things that they share with you may be very telling as well. And then also pick up on clues throughout the employment recruitment process. Everybody is a representative of that particular employer from the uh, receptionist who answers your phone calls to the recruiter that you may be interviewing with and just pick up on how they conduct themselves and know that they are a representative of the culture that if you said yes to that to that opportunity that you will be part of that particular culture. So if you are if there's a mismatch and how you think you're being treated, then do not act like that didn't happen <laughs> just because you want that job. You know, that is an indicator uh, and that maybe your tuition, you know, warning you that pay attention to this before you say yes. That's so true. So you in regards to what you know, your background, being a career elevation coach, how does someone, you know, very quickly, because, you know, we know that this is what you do, you know, you're coaching. But what are a couple of quick tips that someone can start implementing if they want to elevate in their career? I would say um, know what your professional equity is. Just like if you were a homeowner, at, over time you build up equity within your house. Well, you can still build up what's called professional equity. And it's three prongs that I identify on professional equity. It is one, your area of expertise. You know, what is it that you do? What results do you generate? It has nothing to do with your title. It has to do with the results that you generate. When people hear your name, what do they think of? For me, because I'm a data geek, 
you know, they think about numbers. They know that I can turn anything into numbers and I can tell a story. So that's expertise is one. The second is reputation. You know, what is your reputation within the industry, within your current company? How do people, when people hear your name, are you someone who operates with integrity? Are you someone who knows what you're talking about? Have you been longstanding within that position or that industry? And people know that you have a track record of generating results. And then the next one is relationships. You need to um, network up, down, and after five is what I call it. I actually have a chapter on one of my books, meaning that how do your employees feel about you? How does senior leadership feel about you? How do the customers feel about you? How do the vendors feel about you? Because all of those individuals are very impactful when it comes to your career and, and a combination of them all having a testimony about who you are and how you do your job can either elevate or impact adversely your career. So think about the three prongs of professional equity, expertise, relationships, and reputation. Ooh, some good tips there. So shifting gears a little bit, when you hear transformative freedom, what does transformative freedom mean to you? The ability to pivot, pivot as you see fit you know, to reinvent yourself at any given time, to use those transferable skills and maybe work in a totally different industry, um, you know, to take one thing that you've been doing and create a career out of it. And so when I think about transformation, I think about evolving, building on, um, you know, um, not necessarily moving in a straight line. You know, sometimes we go around the house in order to get in the house. And, and as, as the what we've gained in experience from going around the house, is quite valuable once we get in the house. And so I think about just evolving. And, and when you evolve, it's not always upward immediately, but all of that stuff builds for the good when you do get to that position that you would like to have. So speaking about evolving, can you tell us about one of the biggest challenges that you have faced and what did the healing process look like? Oh, wow. So, um, I mentioned in one of my books about work hurt and I experience work hurt. And I think it's important for all of us when we experience work hurt to get over it. My work hurt situation was that I was identified for um, a director position because my boss was going to retire. And then when it came time for my boss to retire, my boss decided she wasn't ready to retire. And so I had at that point, it had been about two years and I had, was doing most of her work because the transition had already happened um, and so I had to make the decision whether or not because I was um, interested in going to the next level if I wanted to remain with the current employer um, knowing that my boss was not ready um, to allow me to go to that position or take an external position and I made the difficult decision to take an external position but the work hurt came in the fact that when my boss realized that she wasn't ready to retire she didn't want to have a conversation about it. So she said nothing. So it was the elephant in the room every time I saw her. And so um, that work hurt actually made me become resentful because we had a very good working relationship where I thought we can talk about everything. But when she made that decision, um, there was no conversation. And so we had a mini conversation about it when I gave her my resignation and told her I was moving on. And so I, I tell people to um, get beyond work hurt, you know, know what happened. You kind of analyze it, know what happened, what was the lesson from it. And the lesson for me is that I am in control of my career. 
no employer you don't have to sit and wait on your next promotion if you think it's time for you to be promoted then go get promoted if the opportunity doesn't present yourself with the current with your current employer then you have to make the tough decision whether or not you're going to stay but you should always be in the driver's seat when it comes to your career that is so true what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going and not give up uh i really like people even on their worst day, you know, I'm working in HR for 27 years. I tell people, you really have to like people to stay in this game for a long time. You know, and when they're being real ugly because things didn't go their way and they're throwing a verbal tantrum, tantrum you know, different things, you have to be able to see beyond that. And so because I am able to see beyond that and I truly, really do like people, um, I've been able to sustain myself in an industry where a lot of people burn out um, once they get up to the top because it just was such a long road up to get to the top. By the time they get there, they don't enjoy it. But I'm enjoying myself being in the C-suite now um, because I truly um, believe that talent and people are the backbones to any business, no matter what industry you're in, even technology, because we're the people who put the information in the computers. Very true. Very true. So as we get ready to, you know, enter the new year, what are you most excited about for the new year? For me, I always create scary goals for myself. I created my first um, female leadership conference on this year. That was October 29th and 30th. I had 1300 registrants, which I, I'm told was awesome for a first year conference. Um, promoter. Um, and so next year I'm doing some other things that are pretty big and pretty scary, but my goal is to impact other female leaders. And so I like to serve as a conduit between one woman to the next woman so that we can share our knowledge, our resources, and sometimes our network to elevate the next generation of female leaders. So being a coach and being a human resources professional, you are very busy. How do you reju rejuvenate and refresh yourself? <laughs> I eat. <laughs> uh, I eat, which may, be, may work against me. I, um, I, I like nice restaurants, and I don't have a problem eating in restaurants by myself sometimes um, when my husband's not available. Um, I, and, and I say that to say that I can do things by myself because I have so many hats, because I'm also a community leader in my town, um, because I have so many hats, I have to sneak in my me time wherever I have a gap in my schedule. And so and that doesn't, sometimes that doesn't allow for me to schedule something with my husband. It doesn't allow for me to drive all the way home to have dinner with him. And so because I enjoy doing things on my own and I enjoy people, I can have fun in a nice restaurant wherever I go and talk to someone um, and have a nice meal. And so that's what I do. And I kind of unwind when I do that. Great. So as we get ready to wrap up, can you, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we have not had an opportunity to talk about or any other tips, you know, in regards to setting goals, making sure that you stay motivated and don't get, you know, stuck from moving forward that you would like to mention? I would just like to encourage anyone under the sound of my voice to have, you know, think pivot, you know, things are not going to always operate the way that we plan. I'm sorry, I got the hiccups. Things are not going to always operate the way that we plan, you know, and we, some people, if you're like me and I'm a type A personality, I like to plan everything. 
you know, but the ability to pivot when things do not operate or facilitate the way that you see will allow you to still move towards whatever goals that you set for yourself or your family um, because you'll figure out another way to do it. You won't abort the mission because you're still focused on obtaining the goal. And so I want everyone to just keep the word pivot in their vocabulary and use it in their life and to know that when you, a no is, is a no right now, but it's not necessarily a no forever. And it's just a, a way for us to be creative and to pivot and figure out how to reach our goals. I recently read a quote, I think it was a meme or something like that, that said no stands for next opportunity. And I, I thought that that was great. <laughs> yes, I like that. Absolutely. So can you tell our audience where they can learn more about you and connect with you? Absolutely. Um, you can connect with me on all social media under Dr. Karen Hills Pruden. I also have two websites, sisterleadersconference.com. Um, and I also have a sister leaders community on Facebook um, where we share information, resources, and sometimes networks to elevate the next um, generation of female leaders. And I'll make sure to get all the correct spellings of everything and have the links on the show notes. And our final question as we get ready to close out is when you hear fearless living, what does fearless living mean to you? Fearless living is um, a, a life without boundaries. You know, a life where you do not allow fear to stop you from uh, obtaining or pursuing what it is that you want to pursue. Um, and you're active, you're interactive. Um, living is, to me, I hear the word living is one that's in motion. And so fearless living would be a woman who is active, sometimes interactive, and a woman who is in motion, achieving her goals. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that you found the information in the conversation with Dr. Karen useful and beneficial. Make sure that you check out the show notes and connect with her and grab a copy of one of her many books. As always, remember that you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.